The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler and visit rg-help.com. The NBA playoffs are here. And we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even your speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch, but just a notch. Because this is the Turn It Up to 11 NBA Playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA Playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Welcome into the Ringer Gambling Show. Asagel here with Raheem, the Dream Palmer, R to the R to the is a ready to rip it up because guess what? We couldn't have had a better last Thursday, right? Like, I mean, I know the game was awful, but we were like, this game's gonna go under. I'm taking alternate totals. Yeah, the Broncos should win, but I don't know. It was quite the game. I had even I even hit the under on Michael Pittman Jr. receiving yards by like a yard. Like it was by far the biggest unit upping for me in a single game this year. I had under 33 and a half. I had under 23 and a half. All that stuff hit. I did not sprinkle anything on no touchdown scored, which I know is like set at like plus 10,000. I wish I did. But man, that was exactly what I thought was a, an ugly, disastrous under game last week. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was uglier than a masterpiece sneaker. And then honestly, like the Broncos should have won that game multiple times. And they just couldn't get it done. So it's just like that's a team that I'm going to be looking to sell on in the future. Apparently, Russell Wilson is dealing with um, an injury right now. So, I mean, I'm all the way out on this team, all the way out on Nathaniel Hackett. It's just, I mean, bad all the way around. Russell Wilson is dealing with a shoulder injury, but he's also dealing with literally national television calling him a poser. I don't know if you saw the Kyle Brandt rant. Kyle Brandt rant. Yeah, that's right. On Good Morning Football. He's literally like, I don't think, I think he's the most, he said, I think he's the most ingenuine personality in the league. That's insane. Like, that's on NFL programming. Like, the NFL, the league, owns that show, and Kyle Brandt's out there, like, dogging him, calling him a poser and ingenuine, and, like, that doesn't even get into him not playing well. That doesn't even get into him, into, like, him missing KJ Hamler on that touchdown. Like, this was a rough, rough showing for Russell Wilson, and my favorite part of it, and I know we're going to get to the the Thursday night game coming up here, but my favorite part of it was the post-game press conference Russell Wilson is beating himself up he's like yeah this is my fault you know I gotta play better all this stuff and then he finishes the press conference with 
Broncos country, walks away, forgets to say, let's ride, and then towards the mic, he's like, let's ride. That was a broken man. That man is broken. The, the Broncos <laughs> are broken. Hackett is broken. Good for the Colts, who have like arguably the worst offense in the NFL. I think only the Panthers average lower EPA per drive. But like, good for the Colts to get a win. But my God, was that game ugly on both sides. And guess what? It only gets uglier. Amazon brings in Al Michaels, <laughs> brings in Kirk Herbstreit. They're paying big to Richard Sherman, paying big to Ryan Fitzpatrick to put on this broadcast, and they got another stinker. 37 and a half points is the total for this Commanders at Chicago Bears game. That's the lowest total on the week. Bears are favored by one at home, and honestly, I don't even know what bookmakers want to do with this game. I don't think anyone wants to watch this game, so we're going to have to bet on it. What's your early read on this another disaster fest, which is a word I'm waking up making up just now, but what's your read on this game? Bears favored by one total at 37 and a half against the Panthers. Oh no, Commanders, sorry. Okay. I I like the Washington Commanders in this spot. I think this is the ideal spot for the Washington Commanders. Look, what do the Bears like to do? They like to run the ball. Against the Vikings, they only attempted 15 passes. I mean, they do not trust Justin Fields at all. The offensive line is bad. There's no weapons. And they run the ball. That's what they do. But they're facing a Washington Commanders team, which is fifth in success rate top five in rushing eBay per play, so they can slow down this team. And look, when you look at the, the, the Bears, I mean, look, I know there, I know there's, there's people who are bet, backing the Bears in this spot, but they have the worst offense, and this commander's team should be able to slow down their offense. So I think you got a better quarterback with Carson, even though he's been inconsistent. You look at the fact that Jalen Johnson, he's been banged up. So those Vikings receivers had a field day. So I think Terry McLaurin should be able to get open. I think Curtis Samuel should be able to thrive. I just think this is the ideal spot to back the Washington Commanders. No one wants to back them right now, but I, I just think you have to back them. I think this is this is the play. No part of me wants to touch the Bears in this spot. They rank 26th in EPA per drive offensively. It's one of the worst passing attacks the league has seen through five weeks. And yes, Justin Fields has played better and looked a lot better over the last two weeks, but it's still ugly, right? And I think that's reflected in some of the passing prop lines that FanDuel has right now. FanDuel has Justin Fields over under prop for passing yards at 175. He's, he's plus 200 to throw for over 200 passing yards. That's insane. His over-under line for completions is 14 and a half with the juice on the under at minus 130. That's insane. I have not seen passing props like this in a long time. Maybe not even since the Broncos started Kendall Hinton, a receiver at quarterback. Like This is really, really bad. The market is so low on field, so low on this passing attack, so low on Mooney, the rest of this receiving, you know, this receiving core for Chicago. It's hard to back the Bears. It's been such an ugly, ugly start to the season. And for the Commanders, even though it's been relatively down, and I've been low on the Carson Wentz trade since it happened, this is a spot to get right. On a short week, yes, it's on the road, but this Chicago Bears defense, as bad as the offense is, is also among the worst in the NFL. Only the Seattle Seahawks average lower defensive EPA per play than the Chicago Bears. They've given up a lot in the passing game. They're giving up in the run game. Like, this is not a good defense either, and it's objectively a worse defense than what the Commanders are pushing out. I'm surprised that the Bears are favored by one. I'm also backing the Commanders and looking even at some receiving yards prop props for Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. Is there is there anything positive to bet on the Bears? Say you're a Bears fan, you don't like the spread, you're not betting them at minus one, you're not betting the money line. Is there anything positive to even look at for this Chicago Bears team on a short week at home? Anything positive? I, I just, I'm not seeing anything at all. I mean, you're looking at Justin Fields, he's 35th out of 36 quarterbacks against the Blitz. And 
the Washington football, I keep calling Washington football team, the commanders, <laughs> blitzed the, they, they blitz at the ninth highest rate. So I just don't like, I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is one of those games where you actually can sell points with Washington. And mm-hmm. like, I think you could lay three with Washington and I think you're in a good position. And look, you look at what they did to Derrick Henry. They held him to just 3.6 yards per carry. So like, what are they going to do with this, this, this Bears team? So I really like the commanders in this spot. I, I know the market is really, really low on the commanders, but I, I'm all over them in this spot. I, I just, I really am. And I just think, I mean, this total is interesting because it's being bet down. Obviously, there, there is some wetting concerns. Um, we're looking at almost, what, 20 mile per hour winds. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, you still have to pay attention to the weather. I mean, and then, I mean, look, this total opened up at 40. We're down to 37 and a half, 38. I don't want to get involved with the under at this point, but I mean, I can understand why people want to get involved. I mean, I think when you look at unders for Thursday night football, 35, 26, and one, that's 57% when the over-under is below 42. The mm-hmm. the last 21 games, 16 and five, that's 76% on Thursday night football. Um, unders at night this season are 11 and five. Going back even further, unders at night are 105, 74, and 3. That's 58% since 2019. And I think you have a year where scoring is at an all-time low. And you got two of the worst offenses. So it's I can understand why this why people are going under on here, but I'm I'm probably gonna stay away from this one. Yeah, I, I'm not touching the I'm not touching the total. I, I lowest total on the week. And like if I had to lean aside, I'm probably going under. I don't see a lot of points being scored, but I think this is also going to be sloppier than maybe what we saw with Denver and Indianapolis. And I'm not saying that wasn't sloppy, but sloppy to the point where you're seeing some pick sixes, some fumble sixes, some defensive scores, some special team scores. And that always can kill an under, especially it's the lowest under, it's the lowest total on the week. Like last week, I think the total for Thursday night football was 42 and a half. And I liked betting the under there and even some alternate totals there. But here I'm probably staying away from the total. If I'm backing Washington, I think you're, I'm with you. I'm selling points. You can sell them all the way out to minus six and a half at plus 215. If you want to get them at minus two and a half, you know, right under that key number three, I think you're looking at plus 120, depending on the book that you're looking for. So I think that's the side as well. And if you're betting Chicago, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you because I don't see a lot of positives, right? Like the lines, the passing yard lines are really low, like astonishingly low. If you want to bet over attempts, for Justin Fields, because you might think that they're behind in this game. I think that's okay. If you want to bet Mooney over longest receiving, you know, longest reception, I think that's okay too. He's had some success down the football field. But honestly, if you're a Bears fan here, just you know, just bite your tongue a little bit here. Just cross your fingers and pray. I think that's where your resources should be put. That's gonna do it for this Thursday night game. You know, I, oh, I, but, but, ahead, before we before we go, one thing I want to say: the commanders lose this game. I think you can bet on Ron Rivera to get fired. Because wow. okay, like if they don't win this game, they got the Packers, they got the Colts, they got the Vikings, they got the Eagles, and they got the Texans coming up on November 20th. So they don't win this game. They might not win until November. So it's like you almost got to... This is pretty much Ron Rivera's last stand. I know he tried to throw Carson Wentz under the bus this week. He might be under the bus if they lose this game. (laughs) That's another reason too, right, to, to think about you know, selling points with, with the commanders, right? It's a, like the, 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 we know that this is his last name. Whereas like Eberflus, Chicago, Fields, 
they're working through a rebuild. The expectations for this season were low. Iberflus isn't coaching for his game. He's surprisingly won two games already this year with one of the worst rosters and one of the worst, you know, currently the quarterback situations in the NFL. So I like that. More evidence on betting commanders out to minus, you know, minus two and a half, out to minus even six and a half. I might take some of that at plus 215 on FanDuel as well. Always a treat when we get Raheem the Dream Palmer on the mic here to talk Thursday Night Football. I swear we're going to get a better game. We're going to have better players eventually. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I think it will. Um, you know what? I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is going to be a sneaky good game. Okay. So like, it, it would be different if you had a bad team versus a good team. These are two bad teams. So Fair. we might get like a, a quiet good game. And I'm like, I'm looking forward to it, honestly. <laughs> Quiet good games are the best games. I'm looking forward to it as well. Thursday night, that is Commanders at Bears. Bears favored by one. We're leaning Commanders, so sell some points and get some money on the Washington Commanders. Let's now pivot to college football and bring in my guy, Roger the Dream Sherman, the Raj father as he goes by. But let's go ahead and talk some college <laughs> ball. The NBA playoffs are here. And we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even your speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch, but just a notch, because this is the Turn It Up to 11 NBA Playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA Playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Start the NFL week off right with a no-sweat, same-game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. Every Thursday night, you'll get free bets back if your NFL same-game parlay doesn't hit. If this doesn't hit, you get free bets back. Same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance for a bigger payday. This week, it's an ugly game. The total between the Commanders and Bears, Commanders going to Chicago for this game, is 37.5. Not a lot of points. Here's my same-game parlay. Here's why you watch this game. Commander's money line. Carson Wentz over 200 passing yards and Curtis Samuel over 50 receiving yards. That with a $100 wager wins you 366 bucks. I'm all in on the Commanders this week against a bad Chicago Bears team. On a short week, give me the Commanders in a must-win game for Ron Rivera and this football team. Big on the Commanders. Build your own or choose from one of our popular SGPs pre-built for you and FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL every Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. And with FanDuel's new live same-game parlays, you can continue building SGPs even after the game has started. Just sign up now with promo code GAMBLERS. That's G-A-M-B-L-E-R-S. If you don't already have an account, that's promo code GAMBLERS. You get free bets back if your SGP doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older in select states, three plus legs, minimum $1 bet required, refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt, max free bet $5, restrictions apply, see terms at sportsbook.fandle.com, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fandle.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-878-97777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, that's 467-369 in New York, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. The Raj Father joins the show. I was telling Raheem <laughs> that I call you the Raj Father. I, I, you I haven't called call you me that yet, though. You lied. You lied. <laughs> I know. But... I, I'm lying. I'm lying every single week. I wish I lied about my bets too, because it has not been good. Even though last week I only bet four bets, only took four bets in the NCAA, 
finished up 1.71 units. Some of that was on TCU. I had TCU and Texas in a parlay with three units down, and that obviously hit. Everything else just kind of fell by the wayside. I got a push on the plus seven from TCU in that game as well. That seven and a half, I know you hit as well. That was a fun week in college football, but let me tell you this, Roger, the Raj father. This is going to be freaking awesome. This college football week seven is the best week in college football this year. I am so excited for the games we got this week. Dude, there are three games between undefeated teams this week. That doesn't happen a lot this late in the season. I know it's only week six, week seven, but like three teams between three games between teams that haven't lost yet. And we're going to talk about all three of them today because it's going to be an awesome Saturday. Normally, so the process for this show, we're going to pe- peel back the curtain here. I don't think that's the expression, but we're going to peel back the curtain anyway. Normally, I text Roger and I'm like, hey, what do you think of these games? And we're kind of like battling which game we should go. This week, it's like, nope, these three games. Penn State at Michigan. First time this matchup has been a top 10 matchup between two top 10 teams. Penn State number 10, Michigan number four. And then we're going to talk Alabama at Tennessee. That Tennessee is a seven and a half point dog at home. And then we have Oklahoma State at TCU, number seven TCU. That's number seven Oklahoma State at number 17 TCU. Undefeated teams. This is going to be a hell of a week and nowhere better to start than this top 10 matchup in Ann Arbor. Penn State at Michigan. Michigan, six and a half point favorite at home. Just begging me to bet um, Michigan, man. Begging me to bet because you're getting right under that key number seven and the total set at 52 and a half. Talk me through this first game. What's your initial read? Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you on Michigan minus six and a half. Um, I, I just, Penn State hasn't really convinced me yet. They did beat Auburn by a hell of a lot, but Auburn has turned out not to be that great of a football team. Um, you, you just, Michigan, though, has done everything asked of them every week. They haven't played a great, they've actually played like a comically bad schedule so far, but like in every possible way, they're like, Top 10 and run defense, top 10 and pass defense, top 10 in, in basically everything you want to see right now. So I, I think, again, like you said, they're on a key number with six and a half. Uh, I, I bought Michigan for this game. I, I really like Michigan this week. I, I think that in Ann Arbor is just different. One of my favorite games I've ever been to, and these actually feature two teams, two, the two best college football games I've ever been to. The second best at Penn State against Auburn last year in a whiteout was absolutely insane. That atmosphere was banana land. Every every single like three-yard gain, the Penn State audience is going, oh, uh, uh, uh. it's like literally absurd. Like it is electric there uh, in, in Happy Valley. But the best game I went to last year was in Ann Arbor, Ohio State. That atmosphere, those bars, big shout out to scorekeepers. Everyone in Ann Arbor calls it skis. That was electric, obviously in a big win. First time Michigan's beat Ohio State in a long time. I think going to Ann Arbor is just easier said than done. It's why I think a big reason why as good, you know, Michigan has like not blown out teams like out of the gate in any game this year, really. I think it's still a big reason why they're six and a half point favorites. So at home in Ann Arbor is just a different story. As good as Penn State has been, as good as that run game has been, I know that true freshman running back has been phenomenal for the Nittany Lions all year long. I still think Michigan wins this game. I like Michigan in parlays this week. If you're looking to you know put together a favorite parlay like I did last week with TCU in Texas, and I think I'm going to take them minus six and a half. Any thoughts on the total? I know we don't play a lot of totals on this podcast, but you look at it, the total at all. I think it's an under game. Big Ten in Ann Arbor. I think it's going to be a defensive kind of battle here. Fifty two and a half feels high. I, I was actually thinking the same thing. Michigan's defense is too good for this to be uh, up at 52. I, yeah. I'm, I, 
I, I think my my lead here is that Michigan's defense is going to win this game. Wow. Okay. So, Michigan's so, defense. So that's so that's why like not only am I on them with the uh, minus six and a half, but also with the with a total. It, it I was I was surprised to see it up over fifty. Honestly, for this game. Let's jump now to Tennessee hosting the Alabama Crimson Tide. I was surprised at this line initially. I think it was eight. It opened at eight, according to Circus Sports, and now it's down to seven and a half. Tennessee is a seven and a half point dog at home. Total all the way out to 64 and a half. People are expecting points. All reports are looking like Bryce Young, who has not played, I think, the last two games, will be back in Rocky Top against the Tennessee Volunteers. And on the other side, Hendon Hooker has been incredible for the Vols this year. I highlighted him as a, not necessarily a breakout candidate, but a guy that I think can exceed expectations. I think he's done exactly that for Tennessee. This is a matchup between two of the best quarterbacks in college football right now. I think Bryce Young's in a different stratosphere. Bryce Young should be in contention for the number one or number number two overall pick in 2023. But Hendon Hooker is no slouch. This Tennessee team goes as he goes, and he's had a lot of success. And I think something else to mention too, and why I think I ultimately give Bama the edge, maybe not to cover the full seven and a half, at, with that hook, maybe that Hendon Hooker seven and a half point, he you know they cover that um, ultimately. But why I think Bama does win this game outright is that this offensive line for Bama has been incredible. You know the the, the transfer running back Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech has been great, but honestly, he's been facing easy sledding all year long. This Alabama offensive line is getting a ton of push. I think that allows Bama to control games, especially with Bryce Young back. I think Bama wins it. I'm still undecided on the seven and a half mark. I don't know if I'm going to take Tennessee as a seven and a half point dog at home just yet. The, it's one of these games where you wish college football had the same injury reporting, uh, yes. like uh, like regulations that the NFL does, where they have to say this guy did this on Wednesday, this guy is limited on Thursday. Like the difference between Bryce Young and Jalen Milrow, the backup who played last week in the close call for Alabama against yeah. Texas A and M, is the difference between me picking probably Alabama and over in this game or Tennessee and the under. Because Bryce Young is spectacular. And Jalen Milrow, I looked him up on PFF and, you know, they they credited him this so far this season as having zero big-time throws and seven turnover-worthy plays. A nice <laughs> zero. I know the, that, like, we we can disagree about the values of those things. But, wow, that's not great. Um, he, he just doesn't look like he's... It, it was almost a throwback to the era when Alabama didn't used to have uh, first round draft pick at quarterback every year <laughs> in that game against against AM. Uh, but if Bryce Young plays, I actually think I still am going to be on Tennessee. We both love this Tennessee offense. Josh Heupel, Hendon Hooker. Both of these teams are top five in offense this year in scoring offense. It, it's we we've we've talked we've gotten really excited about Hendon Hooker in the past. Um the the vibe in Tennessee this week they're getting game day. I saw that potentially I need to, I need to make sure confirmation on this. I saw that Dolly Parton was going to be involved. I think she might be. That's if that's true, you know, you've got to go with Tennessee, (laughs) but, (laughs) but like this is such a, this used to be like a, a really intense rivalry and Alabama has just won. It's still an intense rivalry, but Alabama has won 15 years in a row. And people in Tennessee are really thinking this is the year to break through. And I agree with them to cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not necessarily picking Alabama in the game. 
Uh, or Tennessee, Tennessee to win, but I, I'm picking Tennessee to cover seven and a half. If you're a college football fan, you are watching this game. It's a 3.30 Eastern kick in Tennessee. Game day is going to be there. Dolly Parton might make an appearance. The total is 64 and a half. It's going to be a high-scoring affair between two SEC teams where there hasn't been this kind of energy around this rivalry in a very, very long time because Bama has been objectively like two scores, three scores better than this oh, Tennessee hold team. Hold on. I need, yep. to, I need to put my hand up. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 just saw, I just saw a random tweet on Twitter yesterday that said Dolly Parton in it and I looked it up just now to confirm it it was from coach Josh Heupel that's slightly misspelled so I'm, I'm oh, taking no. that back okay so this Dolly really shifts, not going this shifts everything we're going back on Alabama we're going back on, <laughs> we're going back on Alabama no but honestly right, so, okay I'm saying Tennessee 7.5 you go back sorry I, I, I hate to interrupt Dolly Parton's not going now the vibes are dead the vibes are dead in Tennessee <laughs> but I, I still like I, like I said, you're watching this game. It's a 3.30 kick. It's between two of the best teams in college football, the number one and number eight team, according to the AP poll. Tennessee at home opened as an eight-point dog. It got bet down to seven and a half. And now in some spots, it's even at seven. So money pouring on the Vols. I think because Parton's not there, you're going to need to add an extra little juice on Tennessee. If you're watching this game, I think it makes sense to sprinkle a half unit on the money line at plus 225 and probably a full unit on Tennessee at plus seven and a half, plus seven. Obviously, go get the plus seven and a half if you see books still offering that. But plus seven even with that push probability, I think I'm backing Tennessee with you. Not necessarily because uh, there's a lot of reason to back why you know with Bryce Young coming back that Tennessee should be the better, you know, the team that covers the spread and even outright wins, but because the vibes are going to be an all-time high. And we saw this. Same type of situation with Kansas at home, an undefeated Kansas at home against TCU with game day in attendance, a seven-point dog at home. They covered the seven and a half. They covered and they pushed the seven. I think we could see a similar situation without Dolly Parton. Screw her. It's going to be Tennessee. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't take that back. So we're both on on Michigan. We're both on Tennessee. Yes, sir. All right. Last game of the slate here. Number seven, Oklahoma State at number 17, TCU. This game, I, I want to back TCU again because I really liked TCU last week. They weren't able to cover, like push through the seven to give me beyond the push probability, but still really excited about what Max Duggan and, and Quinton Johnson is bringing to this TCU offense. They are phenomenal on that side of the ball. But Gundy, man, I love Gundy. One of my favorite coaches in college football, TCU at home, the number 17 team is favored by three and a half against Oklahoma State. The total set at 68 and a half. It's one of the yeah. highest totals of the week. It's a 3.30 kick. You're going to be watching it on your second screen while Bama and Tennessee go duke it out. But Oklahoma State at TCU is going to be another electric, electric game. That total's so high that I want to bet the under. That's where I think the value is. But honestly, this could be an all-out gun show between Oklahoma State and TCU. Where are you at on the spread? Where are you at on the total? These two teams are exactly tied for third in scoring offense this year. 46.4 points per game. Each team has scored exactly 232 points this year. So there's a reason the total's up there. There's a reason the total is up at 68 and a half. Um, I I think I was surprised to see Oklahoma State uh, getting the three and a half points this year because they've been They've been great this season, and, and I, I'm leading towards uh, uh, picking Oklahoma State and, and the points against TCU, even though, you know, we've loved what TCU had, but I bet against them last week, and I'm taking that half point that they won by and, and holding on to it like it's a full-on win, because um, it is. It paid out. Um, 
And the total 68.5, I just keep looking at it and thinking, can they go over? Is it possible <laughs> for these two teams to go over? And they, they've been putting up, they've been having 70 points. Last, last week, there were uh, 42 points in the third quarter in that TCU-Kansas game. It's, it's yeah. definitely possible for them to go over. What gives what gives me pause is not the TCU defense. That defense is getting shredded like butter every single week. It's Oklahoma State's defense. They, they played better football this year than I expected, and I think that's a reason to maybe look at the under. But honestly, in a game where the total is that high, that's where a lot of betting models are going to have value. So if you're looking to bet the total, I think I still lean the under at minus 105 um, for 68 and a half. The, the, they aren't the highest total on the weekend. The highest total is Arizona at Washington at 72 and a half, which is an absurd line, but they are the second highest total uh, of the weekend with Oklahoma State at TCU. I, I'm going to I'm gonna go contrarian here. I'm going against you. I'm riding with my Horned Frogs here. It's it's horns up. You, love, boy. you love the Horned Frogs, man. I, 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 I love Johnson. I think that receiver can be honestly a first round talent come, uh, come April, come May next year. And I think that TCU and Max Duggan are, are just cruising right now. I like him at minus three and a half. You can get that at minus 114 on FanDuel. And I ha- I can't disagree with you on every single pick here, Raj. We like we yeah. both like Michigan. We both like Tennessee as home dogs. I'm taking TCU as a contrarian play this week. So that way we're, we're arguing at least on something next week. The SP plus projection from Bill Connolly at ESPN what, is 31 to 31 exactly. Very even wow. game. Going to be very high scoring. I, I'm on... I'm on... I'm on uh, Oklahoma State plus three point five, and I'm considering the lie, the the total, just mainly staring at it and thinking about the possibilities of this game. Can I jump in? I want to talk about a game that is not one of the big three games this week, but I just I've already put money on this line, and I'm going to put even more on it probably as the week goes on. Kansas versus Oklahoma. Obviously, Kansas got the cover last week. Oklahoma has fallen off of a cliff. Uh. They are favored by nine points against Kansas. In the last three weeks, Oklahoma missed the spread by 20.5 points against Kansas. They were favored by 13.5. They lost by seven. They missed the spread by 36.5 points against TCU. They were favored by five. They lost by 31. They were seven and a half point underdogs last week against Texas. They, lo- they lost by 49. They missed the spread by 41.5 points. They're not coming in with within 20 points of the spread right now. Vegas has not caught up to how bad this team is. They were they last week they went into the game with four scholarship linebackers against uh Texas. They had to burn some red shirts. Their offense with a backup quarterback and we don't know if Dylan Gabriel's playing again with the injury thing but like Brent Venables just is not an offensive coach. They did not have a fun game plan there. Backup quarterback is not good. He was a third stringer at Pitt before transferring. And meanwhile, Kansas, ever I think this line dipped from seven to nine and a half because Jalen Daniels is hurt, but they looked great with their backup quarterback last yeah. week against TCU. They scored, he threw for four touchdowns and a half. So I, I'm picking Kansas plus nine and a half and outright to win this game. And, and I was just baffled when I saw this line. Are, are you going to talk me out of this or do I... I'm, I'm not crazy I'm, here. I'm, I'm not going to talk you out of it. I, I, I think that, you know, at plus nine, and if it gets out to plus 10, because a lot of sharp and public money is going to be on Oklahoma, if, if and when Jalen Daniels is officially ruled out, I think that the report is that it's doubtful he's going to play. I think at plus 10, it's worth it. And, and you know, anytime you're betting a dog, especially a big dog, and, and, and the money lines out to like plus 285, plus 300, I think sprinkling half unit, 0.25 unit, depending on your unit size, it's always like plus EV. But man, 
I, I think that it's going Oklahoma. This is like for Venables, for Brett Venables. This is like dire straits here. If you can't beat Kansas at home with their backup quarterback, I mean, they're going to be calling for his head. And I, I think that that's, wide, yeah, yeah, that's the bigger concern. I think Kansas obviously is like far exceeded expectations. I think there's a good chance that they are competitive in this game and cover the plus ten. But it is tough to imagine an Oklahoma team with their back, you know, with their back against the wall, with Venables back against the wall, that's not going to go into this game after getting absolutely shut out, shut out in the Red River showdown, forty nine to zero. They're not going to show up and, and kind of make some plays here. I, I, I think that I, I'm scared to back it. I probably don't ultimately bet it, but I understand your rationale. We we were both looking at that Oklahoma game and saying this looks like a blowout, and I think it was even more of a blowout than we expected. Like, <laughs> yes. so I don't know. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on this. I'm I'm I've got money on Kansas and the money line, even with their backup quarterback. Maybe I'll ride with you, Raj, because I don't want you to ride it. You know, ride the Jayhawk, Rock Chalk Jayhawk by yourself. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Ringer Gambling Show. Make sure you tune in every single week as we preview Thursday Night Football and college football with Raheem the Dream Palmer and the Raj Father. Throughout the rest of the week, more betting content. Friday, Warren Sharp and House really reset the slate, talk NFL lines as they've moved and injuries have come out. And then on Sunday, there's a last-minute top five bets every single week with Raheem Palmer, which I've been hitting more often than they haven't. Make sure you tune into that. Until next time, it's been Raheem Palmer, Roger Sherman, Austin Gale, The Ringer Gambling Show.